How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good. I'm actually going to speak for uh, Rachel as well. It's probably going good for her, too. That's good. Well, you don't know anything because... Well, it's going great because I'm hanging here with two lovely friends. Nice. I'll I'll Venmo you after. Thank you for saying. Yes. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Everybody needs a side gig, you know. It's a fair way to make money. I've I've realized that like now that it's officially a bit that I don't like acknowledge the guest and Dave does that. He's the one that like passes the ball back over. I've now started to feel bad about it in the middle of the intro, um, but we'll work through that. I think. I believe in you. Yeah. How's everybody doing? It's uh, snowed a lot. Yeah. Um, car has been dug out. Um, not today, though. I realized that there was like an inch or two that just showed up, but I, had, I have nowhere to be outside, so currently okay. Yeah, what is outside? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's also not shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> I fine. haven't either. It's so bad. It's so It's a block of ice just encasing. The, my only form of transportation. It'll be melted by like a few weeks from now. You're fine. Right. They just get, we got to stop having like one major snowfall a week and I'll get there. The problem is it's compacting. It's compacting. Um, yeah. Better hope there isn't an uh, avalanche. Mm. I, I honestly like, I feel a little bit guilty because usually. So I missed a joke, I think, based on people's expressions. Yeah. Oh, Avalanche is one of the organizations. Yep. Ah, that's good. What, what was great is like Jake was continuing on with like the podcast and train of thought. Rachel I had this mark of like that was a a good one that went over his head. It was, it was too I'm good. here with my arms up, like right. that was such a good tie-in. So, no, it was too easy. Keep talking. So, no, that was a, that's a perfect that's a perfect transition. I'm going to take it. Um, so Final Fantasy VII remake which is a game I haven't played just on principle. Um, but I did play the original and in the original, I don't remember avalanche being mentioned that many times. So that's my excuse for not getting that. <laughs> well, there, there, there's probably a reason for that. Something about game pacing. One would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, this episode, so thank you for coming on talking about final fantasy remake. Uh, I have not played it. Dave, I don't believe you've played it. You can correct me if I'm wrong. No. Um, I have long held my tradition of not really playing JRPGs, but mm-hmm. I do remember explicitly saying, I'm going to get the PlayStation 4 so that when the remake comes out, I will pick it up. And I have not. Mm-hmm. Making me a liar. <laughs> I mean, it'll look so good on PS5, though, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, having been the the one person to play it, how would you how would you describe like Final Fantasy VII? Like, did you play the original? At yeah. All? So i i played I played the original back back in '97. I remember it as if oh, it dang. were not not yesterday. COVID time. Nothing makes sense. Right. Yeah. No, um, that's fair. Yeah, I played it a handful of times uh, as I've. Uh, been oh, mentioned on the podcast before as the JRPG friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for the, sh- for the shout outs. Oh, yeah. um, but I've done the 99 hours and 99 minute playthroughs because I didn't have a job back then. <laughs> I mean, uh, how, 
yeah, I, I don't want to like extrapolate people's age or whatever, but you must have been like a teenager back when this game came out initially then, right? I, I caught it late. Yeah, early 40s. Yeah. Early, you were in your early 40s. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that doesn't work at all. <laughs> um, I was I was six, but my, mm. I don't care about my age. Um, oh my gosh, you were playing you were playing Final Fantasy at six I, because of my brother. Uh, he ah. was he was a few years older than me, and he thought it was super cool. So that's mm. that's why I got into it. Played it on his PlayStation. Might have broken one of his PlayStations. I think. Mm-hmm. It's fine. That's not good. I think that that's is bad. Cool though, because like I didn't have that growing up. My only gaming outlet was my cousins. So when I go to visit them over the summers for like a week, I'd be like, "Oh, technology is a thing that exists." Here I was playing with a stick, a lot of mud, and a rock. Yeah, and, like you just found your entertainment in like your backyard. Yeah, I think you may have more like gamer rep than anybody else here. Just because of when you started, at the very least. And and Final Fantasy. Yeah, went, went in That's... deep. My secret is I've never gotten better at games than for when I was six. So yeah, That's fair. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't start playing games until like eight or something. It was Sonic the Hedgehog for PC. I don't know. It was weird. But, um, hmm. So you, you said you played it multiple times. This is like a hundred hour long game. Would you consider yourself something of an expert maybe perhaps per chance when it comes to final fantasy um not at all so yes let's call me a final (laughs) fantasy expert be sure to at me Mm -hmm. i'm just evaluating like how much i should immediately take anything you say as fact you've already referenced like a fairly i don't think again i don't think they mentioned that many times in the original organization so I'm, i'm ready to learn that's what All I'm right. for. So let's go. And that's the perfect way to start. And why not <laughs> remembering? See? Why not remembering it as much in the um, original would be mm-hmm. because mainly Avalanche is only talked about in Midgar, which is the mm. first six hours of a, I don't know, it's like 50 hour game for normal people, yeah. probably. Um, I like the qualifier for normal people. That's very yeah. apt. People who don't want uh, achievements or to fully understand all the sub content. You got to you got to grow the materia for each member of your party, and you know this is gonna take some farming. It's the chocobo racing. That's all it is, which is oh. actual chocobo farming. So, um, <laughs> yeah. how does That's one true, harvest actually. the chocobo <laughs> <laughs> for delicious chocobo meat? <laughs> yeah, Kentucky okay, fried so, chocobo. Yeah. So, so you, I think you mentioned the the genre at least for sure, but for someone who's completely, I don't know. They arrived at planet Earth and they have no idea what Final Fantasy is about. How would you? And I, I, I know literally I already brought up the old one, and so it's going to be impossible to get away from this. But how would you describe Final Fantasy Seven? Oh gosh, um, uh, I would describe it, it's it's all about world bu- world building and mm-hmm. character development in like the as the base layer. For the remake, spending most of the time in sort of a dreary town, it almost feels like um, uh, like one of the like the steampunk kind of genre. It's like, oh, there's a there's a pipe. Ooh, there's another pipe. Ooh, I'm in a sewer. Like it's it's very much um, sort of dark and dreary to start in this game. But Final Fantasy VII, you know, it branches out. It becomes a large open world mm-hmm. uh, in the original. 
because right. this is uh, <laughs> a, going to be a multiple release, there mm-hmm. may be a large open world. I'll have to find out again in a couple of years. Yeah. So initially when like you saw these trailers, I assume you thought it was going to be the full game like everyone else? No. No, you thought it was going to be the <laughs> segmented? Um, I, I thought it was going to be segmented possibly in a different way. I didn't okay. think that they would be able to stretch six hours into 35, I think is the average playtime of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really expanded. The town is called Midgar, and it feels very like alive. The, the attention to detail is very immersive. Um, but what I sort of thought was going to happen was... Okay, lots of Midgar, and then you go out and about, and you do some stuff in the world. Yeah. You see some grass at some point would have been nice, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you yeah. think they added a lot with it in like a, a meaningful way, or do you feel like it was kind of stretched thin? Um, I, I think that there is, there is certainly a lot that was added in a meaningful way, for sure. Um, in the original game, Cloud's... You know, he's sort of a jackass. I think feel like oh, that yeah. gets across in uh, Smash, even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing the character. I don't know what you want me to say. Sword boys. Um, <laughs> but in this, it, it takes him much less time to sort of become a likable protagonist. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that is meaningful. That's something I kind of remember about like the old one is Cloud like like you mentioned com- not very likable and kind of like a shoe in protagonist you're like the reason we know this guy's a protagonist is because he has a mysterious backstory and like because all of these people gravitate towards him not for any other reason right like you could just pick him up and like drop him in another universe and he'd make a perfectly viable like antagonist even you're just like that guy's not likable and to be fair like the the arrow keys do move him so that was mm-hmm. my my clue in. Yeah, if not for like the cross dressing segment, I think it would have been completely unlikable in early game original. But yeah, I, th- well, I, I think like that might be fair. Even that, I feel like he kind of does begrudgingly. Right, I feel like he's just a very begrudging person <laughs> throughout most of the game. No, through most of the game, yeah, he has to go through a lot of the. Things that they don't even touch on really in here, but he mm-hmm. still has character growth. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of his deal with Sephiroth, which mm-hmm. some are, are you familiar? Have you guys heard I've, of I've Sephiroth? Heard of him. It's from vaguely. Like, yeah. I, Dave's heard of him a lot, though, like on the victory screen when his name is called. Freaking got him. Snap, 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 snap. I don't know if that's going to pick up. <laughs> it, it picked up. Okay. okay. But yeah, there's a. The character development is completely different for Cloud, which will be interesting to see how they do the next set of games. Because mm-hmm. how okay, how are we going to keep keep developing him? Is he going to be like a Sanrio character in the end? Like he- Hello Kitty Cloud. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a fair point. Like, I, I do want to kind of dig into their decision to like in a world of all these these remasters. They went for like a full remake and then large story expansion. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy VII is one of their like, I feel like it's the cliched in quotes, best Final Fantasy game. Like, I think that was the one that was big in the US, whereas a lot of them were just like 
Japan plays RPGs. Yeah. I think Final Fantasy was the first one in the US where they actually used the like international number even. Like until that game, they just pretended that the previous releases that didn't come to the US weren't part of the sequence. So the Final Fantasy numbers were wrong. It was kind of funny. But um but yeah, I mean they they take all of that and they're like, all right, mess with it. Which like I, I give them props for, I guess. Um they're very much um it with in a very obvious way, this is our IP and we're going to do whatever the hell we want with it and you're gonna play it and right. like it. <laughs> okay, okay, right, Kingdom Hearts, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but nobody actually played Kingdom Hearts, so that's fine. That's fine. It seems like overall this has been more well received than um I forget who owns it now, but what they did with the Hobbit in the movies. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about that desolation of smog. Like, yeah, because they, they stretched what was initially a book and an animated movie into three feature-length films, right? High budget, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's probably a negative comparison in some ways because I don't think, like you said. I don't know anyone who was like, this needed to be three movies, right? Like, I really love all of the dwarf sequences that never end. Like, um, it seems like they've, their attempt at least, was to inject enough unique content and personality into this first chapter of the remake um, to justify it for people. Um, I think it's just going to be a little bit of a jarring sell on, on people though. It's like, okay, we sort of need to know how many iterations this is going to be. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, is it the next 35 hour game going to be six more hours from the original? Like, right. are we going to wrap this up th- uh, 2035? What are, what are we looking at? Is there a game per disc that the original had? Like, what are we dealing with? I would, like I would be four. okay with that. Yeah. I think yeah. it was, I think it was three. Um, Hardly remember now, but yeah, I, I think they could like pace it that way. Mm-hmm. And I definitely like. I think the reason they managed to pull this off is because they like they took a world people loved, and they're like, we're just gonna like turn up the saturation on so many of these elements and characters, and you know, increase the personability of a lot of these people, like. I was I was thinking about like the original in preparation for this. I was like, I remember Tifa is kind of just like a happy go lucky version of like Laura Croft. They just swap the model in (laughs) and they're basically good. Um, And it seems like a lot of these characters. And again, I haven't played the remake, but like you said, they've expanded their personality a lot. So Cloud's got development and stuff like that it's a bonus because they expanded on the original characters as well because there have been a, a lot of spin-offs for final fantasy 7 it's uh as dice would call a mo- like uh, a money maker yeah. so mm-hmm. uh they had the advent children and which mm-hmm. was a film that was awful and what? made no sense <laughs> whatsoever where they completely changed the character personalities it was awful i don't you're attacking d- the heart of dave's religion you're right Ugh. all right uh, two seconds. i i really did enjoy <laughs> it but also at the time that was like the height of animation for a 3d film mm-hmm. like yeah. it looked okay the only thing we had previously was final fantasy spirits within which was dog shit so this like looks so fucking good and if somebody like walked in and they didn't know what it was you'd be like oh what's this 
actual movie because it mm-hmm. looks realistic at a distance. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's it was so very shallow. I know, I know. It was just it was very hype and cool. And then like the Sephiroth battle at the end, it really got me excited because it's like I enjoyed the original game and the lore yeah. with it. So it was cool to see them expound upon it in that way. I it's the unlimited give up the works. floor of Final Fantasy. No, that that's fair. I think I think to be less targeted, it was what they did to the characters. Um, they sort of di- digressed the off of the original character development at that point. That's mm-hmm. when Cloud sort of became an edge lord. Uh, Tifa was sort of uh, um, just oh save me, like like just oh, more yeah, more, yeah. more generic tropes of characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. there's some some back and forth depth. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about like how diverse some of the characters were. I was doing a little bit of research on the original for this. And apparently, like the initial setting when they were prepping the game was actually going to be in New York. And then they were like, let's not use that. We'll use that for something else, which became Parasite Eve. Oh, and wow. they rewrote all of this for the Midgard setting. Midgar. Not D. No D. Midgar. <laughs> Gar. Well, I'm glad um, they didn't do it in New York where, you know, uh, later an actual catastrophe would occur with uh, buildings yeah. falling upon things. Yeah. So would not have aged well. That's awkward. Oh, I'm hearing beeps. I don't know what that means. I'm going to pretend it didn't happen. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> that, I assume that came through. <laughs> yeah. There's no not addressing that or cutting it out at, the, at this point. Um, is this what yeah. Senua is uh, like? Hearing yeah, hear the beeps in the head—is that what this is? Just hear something. Yeah, I think like, um, like the the fantasy this is a stupid word in a series called Final Fantasy, but the fantasy nature of Midgar was like probably one of the things that drew me in really early in the series. And like to be fair, if I were to like go back and play Final Fantasy, there's a lot of seven the original. There's a lot of stuff there. I actually probably would like not want to do like random encounters i'm not actually a fan of random encounters anymore it's like sticking around in areas for long periods of time not so much Cutscenes are cool and it feels like they realized that a lot of those elements wouldn't adapt themselves well into the remake and they wanted to just be like the original sold really well in the u.s we're gonna sell really well universally like beyond planet earth let's appeal to everybody Um, everyone on gaia mm -hmm, yeah like um do you think that they were successful in those goals like with the differences coming off of the original so this is sort of where um it gets it gets a little rough for me where i was like yeah Mm -hmm. i want to talk about final fantasy 7 remake that seems fun maybe i'll actually uh beat the game ahead of the podcast which i did um, I originally watched Dice, uh, my husband, play through the whole thing, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought that it would make sense if I played through it. It has to be fun. It was not fun. I did not <laughs> enjoy it. So here, let me talk about how much I love this game. Just kidding. I discovered <laughs> I hate it. I was curious about this because yeah. er- earlier you were, you were saying that like, in retrospect, your opinions had kind of shifted on the game. What were your opinions originally, and how did they... Excuse me, how did they shift here? So I think that I'm I'm a very old school JRPG fan. It's part of the nostalgia, part of the me not getting better at video games since I was six. 
So <laughs> I, I like I like to be able to opt out and you know grind my my uh, way through a battle, mm-hmm. and uh, not necessarily that random encounters are the best way to do it, but I would like respawning enemies or something like that to help practice the mechanics a little bit more for someone like me who doesn't necessarily notice the giant words above the enemy that they're casting a spell. <laughs> uh, so I think that the gameplay felt the battle system felt a little stilted for me mm-hmm. and there was too much going on where mm-hmm. you could, you could do fine and make your way through without knowing what you had to have, like what kind of material you had to equip on, but then it would just be a a long, boring slog for me. Right. Right. How did you feel about Final Fantasy 15? Because I think that's when they had a a similar combat style where you kind of controlled one person, but could switch between teammates in a a real-time fight. I don't fully remember the the combat of 15. I did. I was one of the, one of the people who enjoyed it. Um, it, it felt somewhat, somewhat dynamic with, I, I guess, you would be able to, you know, throw your weapon and go sort of across the, the battlefield a little bit, and it would mm-hmm. slow time. Mm-hmm. Seven Remake has a little bit of that. It, it feels similar in that way. I think originally they were going to use the same engine they did in 15, which was like a in-house, in-house physics engine, and then yeah. realized, oh, crap, this isn't working good enough. Let's switch to Unreal. So that's part of why the game took so long to come out, if I'm remembering mm-hmm. correctly, is they had to redo a lot of the work. Yeah. So the long answer is 15 was fine. <laughs> well, I got to say, so, like, visually, it does look fucking gorgeous. Like, I, I allowed myself to play the playable demo for free on PlayStation <gasps> 4. Um, so kind of, like, gauge how I would feel about the game. And I like Proud the gameplay of, of it for that first mission. It's really cool. I sucked at it and lost, uh, which says a lot. But <laughs> I think for me, the biggest uh, disparity was how much it was going to be stretched out. Because I'm very much a not stretched out person. Um, mm-hmm. I don't do well Short. with longer games if so I'm not heavily invested. <laughs> also, don't stretch me out. Anyway, <laughs> is that kind of like what shifted for you? Or like what brought you to the... You initially liked watching your husband play it, but then when you were getting into it yourself, or was it just the fighting mechanics? I think it was it was really the the fighting. Just mm-hmm. for not noticing obvious tells on enemies, that, that was that was a problem for me. And also ha- you need to know what materia you have to have on before a fight almost. Mm-hmm. So if you want to optimize it you sort of need to know what the boss's weaknesses are going to be ahead of time. So that's either going in and assessing and just saying, Oh, I needed to have this on just dying or looking it up. And I feel like that, that subtracts from it for me. One of the reasons why uh, I can't do 14. It's just, it it feels like I need to, I need to watch a video on how to beat the boss. If I'm going to beat the boss, it's, I get that. Yeah. It's not what I wanted. I can empathize with that, actually. Like you, you mentioned the feeling of um, being able to kind of play at your own pace or just grind a bit. And I actually get like a tangible sense of relief if I realize that like enemies repopulate in a game. It's like there's like Dark Souls. Dark Souls is a perfect example of this. Like 
you can beat that game real fast if you're just like, I know exactly what to do. Zero to 60, let's go. Or you can be like, I'm going to live in this area for a bit. And I'm going to rest at this bonfire a lot of times. And I'm going to figure out an efficient pattern for farming souls and just, you know, get super big. Right. Um, and it feels good to like do that. Yeah. And have that option. Cause you went through, you went through with that grinding. You decided that's how you would, how you would handle it. You didn't have mm-hmm. to handle it that way. It's just, that was an option that you could take in dark souls. Right. One of, one of the, the worst instances of the, um, needing to be prepared ahead of time or, or needing this additional information was uh, a boss towards the very end of the game. When you mm-hmm. essentially have a boss rush of back to back, a handful right. of guys coming at you and it's uh, Rufus and his weird dog thing. Dark star looks cool <laughs> as hell. Looks oh absolutely <laughs> cool as hell. Uh, it's, uh, Final Fantasy character Rufus have belts that does not make sense. The way that they mm-hmm. flow during battle looks fantastic. But <laughs> if you look at the, if you assess him, it says he's weak to a certain move. What does that mean? Ooh, what does it mean? No one knows. So you could use all of your moves and see which one works. Um, right. The answer was a move I hadn't used in 10 hours was what <laughs> oh. he was weak to. Oh, you're saying the text is actually, he's weak to a certain move. Yes. You weren't it's, obfuscating it. It's just... No, no, no. Oh. He's okay. weak to a certain move. And Darkstar's uh, weakness was uh, cut his tether to, to Rufus. So it's hmm. two very abstract ways that you need to handle this. That's like yeah. essentially puzzle solving in the, weak, in the weakness menu. And mm-hmm. the break the tether was another move that I hadn't used in a long time. So right. I would not have known either of those if I didn't look it up. And I looked it up because I do remember dice doing very badly in this fight. That's cool that they use the break tether mechanic again. Like you obviously mm-hmm. you fight Rufus and his dog, but then like hours yeah. before you fight like a small child and their dog. So right. the, do you do this a lot in Final Fantasy VII? Do you just fight people and their dog? <laughs> is that is this a recurring fight in the game? It's the uh, Pokemon crossover. Ah, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, I, I other than seeing some gameplay of the combat system, you both have more familiarity with me, like than me, I should say. I know Jake. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, could you? for the most part, just like stay on one character? Does the game really necessitate being like slow-mo swap cast spells, do whatever. That's, that's what I did not realize when I was playing when it originally came out, I I took Mm -hmm. a week off work. I was like, Oh, I'm going to tackle this game. And uh, so that long story short, Dice and I were playing together and he was getting so much further than me that I just decided to watch him instead. Which right. was good because I was seeing him switch around to the other characters and like, oh, your your action bar is recharging a lot quicker. You, oh. it, in order to like use your actions, it makes more sense to constantly be switching back and forth. Hmm. And on top of that, the AI doesn't do anything, which I didn't really realize. They pretty much just stand there and defend and maybe go, hiya. <laughs> Hiya, unless you tell them what to do constantly. It's like Uh, project management nightmare. Huh. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. It's minimum wage. It's like unless he's unless he's actively being watched that he's not not doing too much. They must 
I, I don't know how I feel about that just based off the way it's been described so far. Cause in the original you had your, your action bars were still charging. And then as soon, I think there was actually different settings you could set um, to be like real time where yeah. um, there was no pause. Mm-hmm. The action bars would continue to charge and crazy people pick that option and sane people pick the option so that when one of them fills, you can execute that person's action and then it resumes. Right. So you don't just get like, ground into the floor by bosses thank you for calling me sane it feels so good (laughs) like it seems it sounds kind of hectic in this new system unless they've actually just slowed things down i don't know how you manage that in real time or make it easier that there are two points here and that's the really Mm -hmm. interesting battle mechanic is when you open your menu to you know use your actions which is an ability an item magic it does Mm -hmm. slow down time so there are some like really cool videos, screenshots people have gotten of, you know, what the characters are doing at that point in time when it slows it down and it's, right. it's, tr- it's drastically reduced. So you do have time to think about your next action at this point. The, the second point of note is, yes, I still think that it was very hectic, but they mm-hmm. do have something that they call classic mode, which is your characters will still fight. Like they'll still hit and defend. And all you really have to do is like the spells and positioning and things like that. The problem is it's scaled with easy mode. So that's ultimately the way I would have liked to play the whole game, but it, it was too simple. Right. Yeah. This is like baby's yeah. first JRPG at that point. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say I didn't beat the game like that because <laughs> I have other things to do. Uh, right. But I, I think I played, I don't know, like nine tenths of the game on normal. And then I was like, screw it. I just gotta, just gotta beat this on classic. And it felt good besides the, besides the easy. It's a little bit too easy. Yeah. That's a little, I, I don't know. It's weird to tie, tie that to the difficulty. To uh, make there- that more trivial. I have so many tangents about this. The <laughs> When you beat the game, you can unlock hard mode. Yeah. And with hard mode, you know, it's more difficult, sure. But you also can't use items at all. You keep what? all of your items from your playthrough and you can, you'll still get drops and you'll still uh-huh. get them from like break a box and items will drop. You can't use them. How do you hmm. res people? Phoenix Down is like the go-to for Final Fantasy. Uh, uh, arise. They're, they're a spell spells. for it. Yeah. Okay. How do you get the mana back after you've cast the spell? It, there are um, there's certain materia that will help you leech leech your um, okay. So we, magic it back. becomes very build specific, but very resource right. cost effective hmm. for how you do things because there's right. a scarcity now. And you don't heal say. out of battle or anything like that. Huh. Uh, that's just. I feel like I would rather have the combat be more challenging and it's more up to my quick judgment and reflexes versus, hey, you fucked up on that thing and you can't you can't band-aid that. You're going right. to live with those wounds. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to carry that. Yeah, it's just, it seems that oddly punishing for like a difficulty. Because usually for like, if you're raising a difficulty, you're making something hit harder and it can absorb more hits. Yeah, but everything else loosely stays the same. Yeah, it's a lot of their design choices like this. Like, really, wh- why? 
I don't see mm-hmm. the point. I don't see the point of that. Like you said, make it make it more challenging in other ways rather than, hey, we're going to give you all of these like healing items, but you can't use them. Just look at them in your inventory. <laughs> Aha. I don't know. I think I think there's a certain group of people who only play JRPGs that way anyways, though. They're like, I technically have consumables. I have the ability to use consumables, but I may need consumables, so I will never use them. <laughs> I don't know what Elixir is or does, and I refuse to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always that thing of you think you're going to need it later at like the big fight. You're like, is this it? (laughs) Then the credits roll and you're like, oh no. (laughs) What have I done? (laughs) I guess I'll have to wait for chapter two. Yeah. That's a good question, actually. So as this game is coming out in installments, there at some point will be Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Mm 2. I assume that they're going to have your save carry over. Otherwise... Why? <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be interesting because the the materia, the grinding experience on materia is quite time consuming, and they don't give you the the gill up, which is your money, or the experience up until almost the end of like a, a playthrough, mm-hmm. which the level cap's relatively low. I believe it's fifty. Um, so Dice had actually maxed his level for the entire game on the second chapter of hard mode. So. Right getting an experience up didn't really make sense. Also, you don't use items. Why would I need to use money? So it would make more sense if you can carry this over into the next game. Mm-hmm. But no one knows. We could find out something this weekend. There's supposed to be information dropped. But I have a feeling they don't even quite know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's always... It's weird to leave it in like that nebulous place. I would love to have um, like a heads up about the plans of it. Because... So there's there's two realities here, right? They don't know, like, legitimately how some of these things will be integrated as they continue to develop the game or, like, how many games will come out, things like that. That's concerning. You can release that. You can give that information out and not give a release date. And people will be like, great, we now know what to expect, right? Um, or they know and they're not telling people. This is also a stupid decision, right? <laughs> like... Um, because we, I've played like plenty of trilogy games where you can carry progress. Have I played plenty of trilogy? I played Mass Effect, which is a game where you can carry progress over, and that was always the expectation, right? You knew right. going into it, you're like, okay, Mass Effect two, use your same save. Mass Effect three, use your same save. And knowing that that was going to be the reality made your decisions feel a lot better. Yeah. There's literally stuff in the third one where it was just like, hey, let's wrap a lot of loose ends real quick for all of the things this person's done. And it's a little cheap, but I appreciate that. And I knew it was coming because they were forward about the release schedule. They don't even have part one in the title of the remake. Yeah. And that bothers me a lot. It bothered a lot of people. Yeah. Because again, it is talking about that whole um, misleading people. Because when I saw it, I'm like, oh, they've remade seven? That's what I thought. No caveat? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and they're like, Surprise. back of the back of the box, though, just a quick heads up. This is the appropriate serving size. I the next one news. has to be re, re-remake. Re-remake, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I have extra bad news about that. And these, these yeah. tie into my uh, Final Fantasy VII conspiracy theories. It's okay. not a remake. This, this is not a remake. This game's a sequel. Um... That's, oh my God. As a resident expert, I have to hear you out. Yeah, so I, I, 
Not having part one was stupid. I think having the word remake is even worse because it's, they, the, and this is, obviously we're spoiling things, but this is extreme. Yeah, this is, spoilers. This, yeah, this is extreme for what's going on. But essentially throughout the entire thing, Aerith knows what's happening. Like she has already seen what plays out in the first game. Um, mm. She knows all the information and sort of leads certain characters the way that they need to go. And huh. um, so one of, one of my favorite things about the game is they obviously changed your name to Aerith over Eris, which was a big controversy because it was, that's how it was spelled in the original one. It was a mistake and right. they, they redacted it, but I was on camp Eris. I'm okay mm. with Aerith now because she's a different character <laughs> completely uh, with weird. She's supposed to have some degree of magical powers, but this level is um, definitely a plot device, magical, magical powers. They right, okay. introduce um, something called whispers, which are just awful. Um, okay. I'm not, I'm not judgmental at all. It's ASMR, right? Oh, That's yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We called them uh, Harry Potter and the Advent Children. They, look, <laughs> they just look like dementors that were oh. just like floating around to, to prevent you from changing how fate's going to run. Um, oh. Yeah. It's a, they just added a completely new plot and feature to the game to make it as Kingdom Hearts like as possible. Um, that sounds super weird. It was weird. Yeah. So this is why. Like, sorry. Like there's actually they're trying to maintain a canonical path and they're using an in-game like meta aspect to enforce that. That is part of the world itself. Sort of. They're trying to say that some things are enforced, but you can change the outcomes of other things. Huh. So, like, Wedge and Biggs die in the original one, right? Mm -hmm. um, Biggs lives, Wedge might live because of things that happen throughout. And, you know, you, you fought the Whispers. You were able to, to change fate itself. Um, hmm. So, it's... I think it's supposed to be uplifting because obviously if you know anything about Final Fantasy VII, you know right. you know what happens to Aerith. It's right. it, it's sort of Sephiroth down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the the early attempt at a back scratcher, and it didn't pan out quite as expected. <laughs> so Barrett actually dies in this one. Spoiler. Oh, dang. He get he gets Aerith. Uh just Sephiroth just stabs him straight through the chest. Don't worry, though. Magical dement dementors are like, no, we got you covered. You aren't actually hurt. It's fine. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's really dumb. All right. Yeah. I was looking forward to, like, like if you told me that there was going to be a scene in the game where Barrett was lying in a pool, a shallow pool of water, and Cloud came up and, like, held him in his arms, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sold. I'd be like, wow, you know. Cloud's really strong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to be pretty that strong. That pisses He'll me off, though, because... Sword. Like, they want to have this big thing of going back to, like, Final Fantasy VII canon, which a lot of people have nostalgia for and fond memories of, right? Yeah. And if you want to deviate from that to kind of expound on certain things, give other characters more backstory, kind of, like, embellish the world, cool, yeah. right? But then you throw in some spooky-dooky magic shit. <laughs> like, like Rachel said, from Kingdom Hearts, which is known for, what the fuck is that plot? Yeah. And it takes away so much because you're like oh they died but did they that's some that's some cheap ass anime shit yeah oh yeah that's i mean uh, that was... they didn't die on screen so who knows mm -hmm. fuck you that's lazy 
That was the whole deal, right? Like the whole reason there was impact in the original was because Ares died. Yeah. Like, so she still, was, she still might. I, I, I think right. what, the, what I'm getting from the developers who are saying, we still can kill her. And she right. obviously thinks she's going to die. Like, because they're, they're giving strong hints to what happens at that point in time. Uh-huh. Um, heavy handed. But they're also saying there's they're showing an alternate reality happening at the same time where um, Zach is still alive, which Zach is. Okay. He, he died uh, before the start of the original game. Yeah. 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 So there's it, it's messy. It's it's Kingdom Hearts level of messy. Um, Aqua sure. got norded. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds the, the reason I'm disappointed in that because it could be a good story. I, I can't remark on right, it. Obviously, right. I haven't played it, but the, just immediately the gripe I would have with this is there are entire generations of people who never played the original and they really never will because it's not it's easy tough. to play or. You know, yeah, you like it's not playable by modern. Really download yeah. it on Steam and then be like, "What are these keyboard bindings?" Uh, no, right, no. And it looks and so, so good on Steam too, considering. So that's mm. even worse. Yeah, it's it's tough to replay that guy. So like, now what? What I thought this was going to be was an extrapolation of the original game, where they were just like, "We filled in a bunch of content. We're going to make a lot of money off you guys when you buy this game three times for sixty or seventy bucks." Um, but it's going to be great. Thumbs up. And for the people who never played, you don't have to. You can play it here, right? And it really sounds like that's not the direction they're going with it, which is disappointing because I liked a lot of the concepts in the original. Yeah, yeah I feel like with, with that, they, they sort of did Sephiroth 30 too. Oh, no. Um, My boy. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I feel like he probably got a better representation in Smash. Man, yeah, Go I'm just I'm just griping about this game. It hurts. Uh, I definitely have the nostalgia glasses on, but Sephiroth just feels... I don't know. It's They just show him on screen because it's just like, you know who this is. You know right. the lore. Look at him. Ooh. We know you're going to like fangirl in the background and like throw yeah. your popcorn up, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do. Person. that wasn't the word uh, i was thinking of that starts with p um but is he still like <laughs> a brooding like sociopath who kind of like has lost faith in humanity or is he just kind of like shows up like darth vader you're like that's the guy well he didn't start like that in the original though right like for his early scenes he actually showed up after after midgar for the first time i think it was maybe in calm um, but yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't even in I thought this he part. showed up in Hojo's lab, which is, I thought in Midgar. Yeah, it is in Midgar. See, um, I 100% may while. not, yeah, yeah. May yeah. not know all the details, but it wasn't in this degree. He's obviously spoilers last boss of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just doesn't feel, it, he almost talks in like riddles is one of those. Right. It's. Classic it feels Sephiroth. extra campy. Yeah. Right. yeah. They just took the edge from Cloud and they supplanted it into Sephiroth. So now he's only edge. Is he just like V in DMC5? You're just like, oh, he, in the middle of the fight, he takes out a book and starts spouting poetry. That's pretty spot on. Feels <laughs> when right. it rains, it pours. Cloud, meteor. <laughs> no, nothing like that. No. Okay. <laughs> We're asking. We don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. This sounds really iffy to me. Like, I'd still play it, but I 
I kind of already was thinking like, yeah, I kind of just want to play it all at once, and there will be a lot that comes out, and there's plenty of games I can play. So, so here's the thing: it's mm-hmm. I, I I know how you play games, Jake, at least to a degree. Mm-hmm. To say that you're better at games than I am, you would you would probably you would probably enjoy the combat. I think that like the complexity to it is mm-hmm. something that um, when you when you learn it, it feels very satisfying, or so I'm told. And right. <laughs> um, it is it is relatively immersive. It's it's sort of linear, which uh, I'm I'm a side quest fan, but uh, for a lot of people, that's good. They don't want to. They don't right. want to do the fetch quests and things like that. Like there are appealing factors for people to want to play it, and I think mm-hmm. one of the best things is either, you know, you don't have a deep nostalgia for the first for the original game, or if you haven't played the original game, like this would be. I think this would be a great entryway and fun for a lot of people. But those people right. are not Rachel, who is extremely <laughs> JRPG judgmental. Yeah, jaded RPG. I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good. Yeah, I actually have not spoken to anyone who's like, yeah, what's Final Fantasy 7? Let me check out this remake game. Because everyone mm-hmm. I've talked to grew up gaming. They are gamers, mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the four. And like, there's a lot of nostalgia held for like, a- as we've seen like games progress and which things like we have fond memories of and what we expect from future things. So like, it's always going to be held up in a comparison spectrum to a degree. Right. Like, it's hard to have a sequel without us saying, like, are we not going to talk about Last of Us 1 at all, though? I feel like we should. <laughs> I don't think that it's, I don't think it's, like, it's an assassination to the franchise or something. I, right. I know someone who's like that. I'm like, all right, let's calm down. Like, Sephiroth down here. Yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> They, it's still, it's still a good game. It can still be a good story. It's just a different story, right? Do you think? And this, this might be controversial. Do you think that this was a better decision for them than retelling the same story with extrapolation? Because, and I mean, I to spoiler. My answer is probably no, <laughs> but because I, I want that you know in the modern times. But um, for anybody who was familiar with the old game. Like you, you brought it up earlier. You have uh, fan theories about like what's going to happen, and that wouldn't be possible if it was the same story. Right. So, did they did they kind of succeed in a way? I I I think well, they definitely succeeded in saying you know we're going to do what we want, which I think was the biggest key because they. I can imagine not wanting to redo the same exact thing. No matter what, you're not going to please everyone. If it's completely different, if it's the exact same, there are still people who are going to be upset about it. So they just wanted to take the story how they wanted to take it. I can appreciate that. I just feel like the way they did it wasn't executed very well. Specifically, like the Whisper plot line. They're just there to, to say, you can't do this. Or you can do this. It's I feel bullied into making like decisions of where I need to go. And yeah. if there are no more whispers in future games, that'll be great. I think if you yeah. got that all out of the system, we might have beat them all, but who knows? Um, they're just going to have some weird time time differences. Um, yeah. Different realities. It'd be interesting to see what happens. It it sounds like the um, the opposite of the way like Bioshock did it where like 
I like Bioshock's approach on choice more where like you thought you had choice the whole time. And then the surprise is that you actually didn't as opposed to like, you really are stuck in this, aren't you? It really sucks how I keep making you do this, doesn't it? You know? And then you're like, okay, finally we can break free of that. Um, Left or right. You decide. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know. I guess it'll be interesting. My hope for this would be that someday when the rest of it comes out, the, uh, like, Aerith does not die becomes the spoiler. They just completely flip it because everybody everybody expects it. Be amazing. That would be interesting. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, like does Aerith die on its head? I don't know. Which game are you talking about? So, f- uh, fun connection. My my niece's middle name is actually Eris, specifically uh-huh. specifically because they love the character. Mm-hmm. But for the baby shower, Dice wanted to make her like you know how you have like the arrow that goes on the head on like on the head. It, it looks like a little hat or bandana or something. He yeah, wanted yeah. to do that, but with a seven foot katana. And I was like, that's probably not smart for my niece. You dumbass. It's a little on the nose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love how his brain works. Wild. <laughs> that is pretty great. So at at this point, like, would you recommend this? to anybody or would you recommend it to people like with a condition or would you just say like the, hey Dave, the condition yeah. on the game not the people right yeah <laughs> would you recommend it to me with my condition <laughs> but, but i can't walk <laughs> this is the game for you uh i i would still recommend this to people i like i said i don't think that it's i don't think it's a har- i don't think it's a horrible story it's just a different story it doesn't it doesn't feel as dynamic, but it could it could go in an interesting way. The game the game is absolutely gorgeous. The battles are interesting, even if they're not for me. They're interesting. Some people like the system. Um, I, I think I think it is still a good game. It's not a good game for Rachel. Right. Okay. To play, I will watch it. What hmm. uh, What will change your mind is at the end once you once you beat the complete game. It's all done. And they're just like, start new game plus alternate path. And it actually just is the original story. Don't it's actually start. just the original game because it's, you know, <laughs> <three> <laughs> megabytes. <laughs> There's, we, we put a floppy disk and we just like melted onto your Blu-ray <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> or it's, that's one mini game is the original Final Fantasy VII. But it's specifically <laughs> Condor Mountain. Uh, can you imagine oh. an arcade cabinet? With just Final Fantasy VII, you're like, oh yeah, just sit down and you know, press the A button and then play this JRPG <laughs> in your JRPG. Arcades yeah. aren't what they used to be. As far as like the mini games are concerned, because like Final Fantasy VII was very, we had an initial cool idea of plot, and then it just did a whole bunch of random shit. Yeah. Because like back in the day, that was a wild fucking storyline. It still kind of is, but it's also interspersed with like. Uh, cool environments and then you have like little mini games kind of thrown in do they still have a lot of that in this don't worry you still do squats okay nice yeah (laughs) i understand your concerns it's there yeah all i want is a wig (laughs) (laughs) uh there are little things like that um in this one so far I really am hopeful in the series. They they bring us Chocobo Racing. I, I need it. I need it desperately because Seven's 
Chocobo Racing was my all-time favorite. That's why I played the game so many times is because I wanted to get to the beginning of raising the Chocobo through the whole path. Get your Mm -hmm. gold Chocobo, beat Chocobo Joe. Felt amazing. So if they could make that a dynamic minigame, I don't care about the story. I will fucking buy your (laughs) games for Chocobo Racing. (laughs) That's a a true fan's passion right there. Yeah. I mean, if you want to write that Chocobo. No, stop it. Thirteen <laughs> <laughs> uh, two didn't exist. It's weird that the series went from thirteen to thirteen three. Yeah, it's not that weird though. Their naming scheme is oh, complete yeah, nonsense. How many times did they re-release? Like twelve or whatever, a billion times. I don't even know. Which one? Which one did Shane buy? Like a million copies. Ten. Of? It's ten. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, any X. system ever. Um. Yeah. 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 It's. Final Fantasy, I always, I can't say I've always enjoyed. I've played seven and ten, and then I also mm-hmm. played fifteen for some reason. Um, I didn't know that about you. Why? <laughs> I had a PlayStation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember why I played it. Um, <laughs> I think I was just curious at the time. We we've all had a phase, but I've from what little I've played of the series, air quotes, like I've enjoyed the kind of unique storylines and the some of the JRPG things like Final Fantasy 10 was like a really cool storyline. And I still yeah. like that you had turn-based things. It like the music's good enough. So like the combat loop feels good. Random battle yeah. still kind of sucks. You're like, I'm going to go talk to this NPC. Ooh. I'm going to go say, Ooh. and it just, <laughs> it's kind of jarring, but yeah. it's still very fun to do. Cause I like to actually have the time to plan out, all right, I'm going to hit this person because they're a flyer with my soccer ball. And mm-hmm. then I'll use magic on these people. And this person's going to hit me with something big. Okay, I'm going to use my healer to buff. Cool. I just Wait, basically... Game. Tactics games. That's the spoilers. <laughs> We're going to just keep covering tactics games. Final Dave's Fantasy. admitted he loves them. Shining Force, <laughs> here we come. Oh, ooh, Shining Force. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But Final Fantasy it's- Tactics is also really good. And Cloud is in it. There you go. He's in a lot of stuff, huh? Yeah. yeah. Anything with like a, a sky. A sky. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, ter- we're terrible people. Um, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I guess my takeaway is there's, there's parts of this that uh, are compelling enough that I still think I will pick it up. I think I will uh, pick up the remake, but I don't know when. It's not like right. at the top of my list. We kind of got a game drought, I think. Um, for the first half of this year, there's like a couple games I'm more interested in that are coming out, but there's not that much. So maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll find the time. We got to get through Dink and Rampa first, though. So. Oh, see, that's yeah. that's a good choice. But I think in in the time of you know quarantine, lockdown, if you ever need a climbing 59 flights of stairs simulator, Final Fantasy VII Remake is your game. Oh my god, they cut that. <laughs> oh yeah, so, uh, <laughs> every every step. They they make sure to keep it, and then you spend a minute at the top of the stairs breathing. Realism is on point. Going back to Mass Effect, it was a massive improvement when they had like three minute long elevator sequences instead of stair sequences. That's the key. Elevators cheating. It's a better game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so when do you think they're going to come out with the next one? Hmm. 
2022, specifically because they announced there's going to be a lot of Kingdom Hearts news in 2022, and this okay. is practically that, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy VII Remake. Maybe they'll start putting uh, Final Fantasy characters back in Kingdom Hearts. Who knows? Oh, that, do you have another ti- time for another podcast? Because I'm passionate about that one. <laughs> as long as we don't spoil anything for Kingdom Hearts. No, I don't. I have my finger like loosely on the pulse just because I know a lot of people who play it, but I don't Oof. actually follow or care about the series. It's just, it's fun to hear about for me. I I started Kingdom Hearts 3 and didn't beat it. I stopped playing the game. Same here. That's so. not a good feel ever. Mm-mm. It just feels like I a loss of, of investment and trust in like, I thought you were going to make this awesome thing for me to experience. Oh, So like our friend Lando is like super into it and um, like really into it. And um, he was catching me up like as after I had started playing the game and he's like, yeah, all these plot lines you really cared about, like these are basically already solved. Like these are all resolved. These people have met back up. This stuff's like already happened. And I'm like, what is going to happen in this game then? It sounds like there's no actual journey to follow that matters. Now and then I played sad. the game and I was like, there is there is not one. Is actually is there? Ooh. You just make stuff up at this point and call it a day. Yep. So I guess takeaway is, yes, you should play Persona 5 Royal. And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Is that built off of Persona 5 or is it... Like, is it DLC for it, or you shouldn't ask questions about Persona Five Royal <laughs> with three minutes left? In our time. At some point, I'm probably going to check out Persona Five because, again, I like very few JRPGs, but this is the one that everyone said like it's the shit. And the music I've heard, I've liked. Um, Joker's not the best character in Smash, but like, if I could see myself getting into one, it's either going to be that or. Eventually, I'll play Yakuza like a dragon when I open the box. Well, have me back for that one, and I promise that there's a chance I might complain less. <laughs> I think to answer your question, though, too, Persona 5 Royal is expanded content plus the base game, right? They just yeah. added, they threw more stuff in there, and they're like, right. this is now... A 200-hour game, I believe. Was that your... your... That, that's yeah. just because of who I am as a person. I think it's a 100-hour <laughs> game. It took me 220. Mm-hmm. I, I like immersive worlds. It's fu- it's fine. The first game took me 110. I spent a lot of time in mementos. Yeah. All right, Rachel. Uh, kind of a closing question as we're coming up on time. What would you say is the shortest amount of time a JRPG could be but still be in JRPG. Ooh, interesting. For are we going by normal people time or Rachel playing the game time? Because these are two different. This is figures. Rachel playing the game. So if you spent like thirty hours and you're like, it's not a fucking JRPG. That's not a JRPG. Whatever, whatever your metric is. Nope. So Final Fantasy VII remake did not feel like a JRPG to me, and I spent fifty hours on it. Ooh, well, that's some time. Yep thing so but witcher 3 there's a chance it could be a jrpg dark souls jrpg there you go hold on she's not wrong oh yeah (laughs) dark souls 2 especially (laughs) that's the most jrpg of them Hmm. Hmm. well i still don't think i will personally be checking this out but i would definitely at some point like to watch a playthrough or Mm. get more feedback from yourself or possibly jake if he ventures in down that path 
Well, the next one's obviously going to be co-op, so we'll just play that one. So, part two. Yeah, sure. Is this where you give me the unplug controller? Like I'm your little bro. <laughs> right. You can play as, as Kate Sith, and I'll, I'll play as Cloud. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So, sounds good. Well, thank you, uh, Rachel, for coming out and uh, and for rejoining. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> yeah, for coming out to uh, talk to us about Final Fantasy and a lot of other JRPGs. Uh, sincere apologies that we haven't covered any JRPGs up to, to mm-hmm. I guess, not We're, this one. Still doesn't count. Awesome. Um, we've we broke ground Yakuza. again. Yeah, we did do Yakuza. That's true. We yeah. didn't play it though. The, the <laughs> we covered the it. Doors have opened. <laughs> right. What's in the door? True. More JRPGs to come, possibly. Yeah, I think you were the first person to put in a request, I believe, for... I think uh, I, was, I was one of the first people to message you guys, and that was my request, and the answer was, lol, no. It might have been <laughs> That's true. Ago, and um, that was me responding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for coming out. It's always fun uh, to hear your take on this stuff, and I agree with a lot of your takes in JRPGs in general, so I just like, does Rachel like it? Eh, I could like it, you know. So... Um, well, thank I you. value your opinion. You are the resident expert, and uh, we look forward to having you on the show again. This was fun. I look forward to it too. Thanks for the uh, free therapy session. Well, much needed. <laughs> Thanks for helping us fill a week of content. It's always great talking yeah. to you. <laughs> you. Got it. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah. Um, as always, if you guys have uh, comments or feedback and or ideas for other JRPGs we should cover you can send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on facebook where you can talk about things that aren't jrpgs at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast and as always we'll see you in the next one have a good night rachel you gotta say something too something bye